Welcome to Why Gifts Matter from the Core Gift Institute, a series of conversations spanning helping professions, spiritual traditions, and community encouragers who believe that knowing your gifts and giving them is an essential part of living a full life and creating healthy communities. Find out more about us at www.coregift.org. Hi, I'm Bruce Anderson from the Core Gift Institute. In this episode of Why Gifts Matter, we're talking with Monica Adair, founding partner of Acre Architects. In the midst of growing the firm that she and her husband Stephen started, the Acres has already garnered a long list of prestigious attention and awards. Twice named one of the top design firms in Canada, their innovative practice, which they call storied architecture, believes that every design idea springs from a unique story. She notices that often clients come to them initially with ideas for design that they have borrowed from other people or buildings they've seen and that aren't really their own. I think a lot of people have borrowed this idea of what they think they want to live with that really isn't their own. So I think that is part of our discovery process and the storied uh, discovery process to really figure out what do, what do we want? What is in line with ourselves? I mean, it might be interesting to know people's core gifts <laughs> to really find out how they want to live too. So and probably add that to the mix. This leads them to approach their work from the creative perspective of helping clients develop a future story they want to live into. And out of that story, the vision for the building design emerges. They liken it to creating a myth a naturally emerging process of story creation. Throughout this interview, Mana keeps coming back to the connections between gifts and story and purpose, not just in the design work they do, but also as an important part of each of their employees thriving at work. She has a keen eye for the gifts each employee is bringing and why their organization's success hinges on each person's unique contribution to every project they engage in. I think it is really about being around a strong team of leaders and they they lead in their own ways and that is how we're able to execute any challenge that comes at us i think the the architecture skills are what we are trained in and those are trainable but those leadership qualities that ability to to lead in different ways are the really meaningful ways of how we kind of create a really strong team And, you know, it really is about creating a diverse team. Monica is a person of boundless energy, enthusiasm, and interest, as you will hear. And she's very clear about how an awareness of her core gift keeps her focused on what really matters in the midst of a fast-moving life. Well, I'd say I'm very, I have a a busy mind. And Stephen always, my husband, my partner at the firm too, he says, you know, you can be anything, Monica, but you can't be everything. And I always say, I want to be everything. (laughs) But I think it really helps to understand, I think, a focus, a focus to kind of know how you can be impactful that works with who you are, like kind of jives with your MO. So otherwise, I think I'm trying to create things that interest me. I'm interested in a lot of things. So I think this allows me to go, this is a little bit of how you work. This is what resonates with you. This is an understanding of how you actually can perform better. Now let's talk to Monica. 
Well, good morning. Good morning, Monica. I'm so glad to be talking to you this morning. Why don't we start by just having you describe where, where you live and, uh, and, and what you do and um, how, you, how you spend your days so the audience has a little sense of uh, where you are in the world. Well, I'm currently physically looking over the port in St. John, New Brunswick in Atlantic Canada, and it is high tide right now, and it looks to be still rising. And uh, I am one of the partners, co-founder of Acre Architects with my husband, Stephen Kopp, and we co-founded Acre 10 years ago here in St. John, New Brunswick. And we have a, a practice of storied architecture where we inspire people to live great stories. So it immediately begs the question, how is a, how is a building a story? I think uh, for us, in, in a way, stories are part of what, how we understand our lives. We think about our, we, we think about things that we remember and they are connected to the stories that we tell. And so we often think uh, that really architecture is about ideas and the way we live our lives and connecting to our histories and connecting to the thing, how we want to live. So we try to make our architecture be more about believing you can live better and figuring out what that means for each person and for each business and for all the clients that we take on. So uh, storied architecture obviously is very challenging for me to describe, but uh, I, I think it makes more sense like in, in, in our projects and how they're articulated. So uh, in some cases, I would say storied architecture is about trying to find not not unlike coaching, is trying to find how you want to live your life, pulling out the kind of greater purpose, and then trying to create that and trying to pull that out, trying to, uh, you know, take clients' needs but deliver executable dreams. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So given that this is a podcast about gifts, how does how does that uh, that task? Um, that you're about, um, how does that relate to your, um, your, your own primary gift, your core gift? Or would you share that with us? And then maybe we could talk about that connection a little bit. Sure. And I'd love to share my core gifts that I learned, uh, that I, I worked with my coach, uh, Danae Johnson, and we worked on my, my core gift exercise. And before that, I had no idea what my core gift was. So thankful to have had that exercise uh, to work through that, because I think it uh, it, I see the connection to our mission in at the Acre, so I'll show you my core gift. So my core gift is helping others make things better than the day before. And I give it by inspiring others to do the things they want to do, to take new adventures, to see how this might change the course of their lives. Hmm. So better than the day before, I think, is really, that really resonates with me. It resonates with the philosophy of how we work. We're, I'm very much about the process. Um, the end, we know the end is, that's almost a guarantee, but the process is where I live. I live in the journey. I live in how our teams can make things better and crafting that kind of daily exercise. It, it's, it's a ritual to continuously uh, grow and improve the things that we're working on. And and it's our, our whole team is kind of dedicated to a kind of a spirit of growth and 
and motivated in that way. So that really unifies us as a culture, I'd say. Hmm. So you 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 said something that caught my attention a moment ago when you said you were glad to glad to discover your core gift because you 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 didn't you said you I didn't really know what it was. So how is knowing it helpful? Because you're you've obviously been living it for years and years and years and years. Um, maybe without putting words to it, how is it helpful to to see it on, on paper in front of you? Well, I'd say I'm very I have a um, I have a busy mind, and Stephen always my husband, my partner in at the firm too. He says, you know, you can be anything, Monica, but you can't be everything. And I always say I want to be everything, <laughs> but I think it really helps to understand. I think a focus, a focus to kind of know how you can be impactful that works with who you are, like kind of drives with your MO. So otherwise, I think I'm trying to create things that interest me. I'm interested in a lot of things. So I think this allows me to go, this is a little bit of how you work. This is what resonates with you. This is an understanding of how you actually can perform better. So that space allows me to understand that while some people maybe really heading for the end objective and really kind of excellence as a final result. I'm interested in how our teams are built or how our subcontractors work, the way the construction industry comes from, where our materials come from, our effects and the tiniest things that we do and how they build up to create something that is meaningful and makes us better than the day before. So I'm I'm interested in that journey approach, and I think it allows me to embrace it and feel more comfortable, a little bit more patient. I'm not a very patient person by nature, so I think it it allows me to be present in in what I'm doing and making that matter rather than trying to skip to something else and and forgetting that this is actually the this is the path so it helps it helps ground my purpose, I would say some people would describe that as management, keeping the structure and mm. order together as you move along. And as different from vision, which is seeing the picture result. So I know you're an artist too, or you wouldn't be an architect. Um, so I'm wondering how you balance the vision, but then also this, I know from talking to you, this real focus on, on just kind of making things keep working. I think we have, we have this quote that I really like that is really the founding I think that captures the founding thoughts of, of our company. And it's a Tom Waits quote, and it is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And for us, that really represents the importance of every small action that you do, that everything is meaningful. And it's not in this time of, it's not just in, in a magazine where it shows, or it's not in front of a, a really important client. It happens everywhere and it happens through everything that we do. And that's how we create something great. And that incrementally we get there. And I mean, I think we, this week, we're, we like to share wins to really re realize that it is through these little incremental growth. And when we look back, we see, well, this is where we are today, but we only got there by doing this little thing and this little thing. And it's, it is really magical. And then I think, you know, when you think about a life as a continuum and realizing that that every day you can get better, then it really has this kind of almost like uh, it almost feels, it, I mean, it, 
and right now it gives me an existential crisis that I don't have enough, like life's not long enough to make this company as great as I would like to make it, you know, and there's just every day there's a chance to make it better. So I think if you have, for us, if you wake up in the morning, we have this chance for it to be an untouched day that's better than the day before. And I, I find that there's so much oh. excitement, not only for ourselves, but for our clients to think about what is possible. So that kind of opens the door to kind of storied architecture and to think about life in these kind of, that everything doesn't have to be epic or completely painful transformation, but taking steps to live that life that they really maybe haven't thought of or to kind of, to, to dream bigger. And so that, that's always exciting for us, I think, not only in the way we work, but working with our clients in, in architecture. The pattern of your gifts and the intention of your gifts then comes out in both the small actions and the large actions you make during the day. So you're making me think that might be one good reason to be conscious of your gifts so you can notice that uh, weaving and come back to it uh, when you realize that you're off that path. Hmm. And I think it can help you set your course. I mean, even thinking today being in a pandemic and thinking about how do you lead and realizing that in a time where it seems like it, everything is disrupted and nothing is really certain, to kind of trust in the fact that you can rely on that if we can take care of the little things and keep moving, just moving things forward and growing them and making them better than the day before. They're almost the antithesis to the things that this, this virus is taking away, which is kind of, well, the sense of like, is this worth doing? Does this even matter anymore? This questioning mm -hmm. of anxiousness. So mm -hmm. I think that by keeping that kind of gift in mind of leading, that that is important that regardless of what we're doing, buildings or if you're getting paid or not getting paid, it gives us a sense of purpose. And that purpose is growing us to be better. So ultimately there is nothing lost in dedicating that pursuit. So if I can kind of know that gift, I think it gives me also a direction, uh, a leadership direction that um, in this time of kind of questioning says, oh, keep, keep the course, keep the course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how's a house a how is a house a gift? How is a house a gift? Hmm. Well, if I can tie it to my core gift, I would say again, going back to process. I I, I think it is. It for us, it very, very much storied architecture is a process that you go through. It's a bit of a journey. So, if, if my core gift is inspiring others to do the things they want to do to take new adventures, to see how this might change the course of their lives. I think architecture is a bit of that journey. So we don't go in there going, here's a house that will look really good. And this is, you know, this is a style you're going to like, and it's going to get published. And you're, you know, that's not our approach. Our approach is a, is a bit of a coached approach to architecture, where it is really about a discovery process and figuring out how they want to live a better life. What is, what do you want more of in your life? What do you want less of? What are the things that uh, you would like to kind of build in terms of habits and routines and things that you want to reprioritize in the way you live? And, or maybe if it's businesses, it's to think about what are your objectives? How do you connect to, to create a more diverse 
uh, audience. They, uh, it depends on what the, the goals are of the project. And we don't know the answers when we start this. This is a discovery for all of us. And I think the real gift is that is helping them because we can actually execute this through a process. We can help them not uh, take these adventures and not have to take on a huge risk, but to really help them through that to be able to come out on the other side with new projects. So we've had clients where, and uh, I think you and I talked about this last time where when we, when we spoke, but we've had clients that say we did a renovation for them. And for us, we don't just take it as a renovation. We really discovered what was important to them, what wasn't working. And then they told us that they got along better as a couple. And for us, that's the win. That's, that they're living a different life. They didn't come to us and say, we absolutely love our kitchen. It's so beautiful. Like we want those too. Those are the, those results are not mutually exclusive, but we really want to ensure that we can change the way people live their lives. I think that's, that's what we're after. And I think part of that is changing the way people think. And that is a, it's not something you just tell someone. It's something we discover together en route to figuring out what's important and why do we value certain things when we're making choices in how we live, whether it be in the environment, whether it be how we have shared spaces, whether we create spaces for ourselves to grow. The, the I and the we, which is often something lost, sometimes lost in, in homes as people build together. So yeah, just, mm -hmm. and we're talking a lot mm -hmm. about homes. We do a lot of commercial projects, different projects, but houses are very unique because they're very personal and it's very much, a personal adventure. So those ones, you definitely see how maybe the core gift or how our process is uh, manifested into architecture. Mm -hmm. So can I get a little more personal? I, I heard along the line that you're, you're building an, uh, you and Stephen are building an, a new place for your family. So can you tell us a little bit about that and, and the, the, and how your gift affects the, the design and the the process of building that house and um, and and how it's going to help you um, change the course of your life, which is part of your gift. Sure, I think that's a you know, and that might that might be an easier way to tell, talk a little bit about what storied architecture is. So we are designing our house, and it's on Ragged Point, where two rivers meet in in St. John, New Brunswick, and they open up to the Bay of Fundy. So it's the Kennebecasis River in the St. John River. And the point where we live on is called Ragged Point. So our house is called Run Ragged, which is what our family does. We embody this, all our, all our houses have names. And so the project is really about in this busy life, we've designed it to center our entire home around the dining room table. So we, Stephen and I are both entrepreneurs, business owners, constantly moving and we have two kids that we bring in tow to everywhere we can, but we want to try to create routines and rituals that we don't currently have, which is spending time together talking at the dining room table. So we've kind of said, this is going to be important to us. This isn't, isn't something that we naturally do. We're kind of a, a run and go family. So the entire home is centered around the dining room. So the circle table is at the center of the kitchen and then from there radiates the, the other concepts of the project and other priorities so we call them our storied elements what are the storied elements that will drive the project that will allow us to live better that will allow us to um, like create our own myth so 
So another one that we've done around the house is we have an outdoor, it's uh, what Stephen calls in any weather. So we want to be able to live an outdoor, indoor life and it not feel like there's any obstacles towards doing that. Like, oh, I have to get my jacket on and put that on or it's too cold. We wanted to make that seamless and as fluid as possible. So we created a large 18 foot covered area outside of our house where it's almost like a cathedral to the outdoors. So it's like a patio that says, we're in the great outdoors. So if it snows, we can still have, if it rains, we can still have dinner parties. When it's snowing, we can kind of celebrate and be outside and frame it on the, on the horizon. So those are elements that in a way help us live better, help us live towards the life we wanna live. So it's very easy to say, I wanna spend more time doing this and that, but how does your environment help you achieve that? And we, we liken it a lot to a diet. If you're dieting, it doesn't make it easy if all the walk all the way to the kitchen is full of chips and chocolate. If you can, if you can make the path, you can help yourself succeed. So we try to create environments that allow us to reach our goals. So that is really about a discovery process to find out what those goals are and to really push those. And often I think clients come to us and tell us what they like and what they want. And first of all, it's not always the same between couples when we're designing for couples. But secondly, I think a lot of people have borrowed this idea of what they think they want to live with that really isn't their own. So I think that is part of our discovery pro process and the storied uh, discovery process to really figure out what do, what do we want? What is in line with ourselves? I mean, it might be interesting to know people's core gifts <laughs> to really find out how they want to live too. So and probably add that to the mix. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it strikes <laughs> me that you're helping people to, um, how can I say this? I, I, when I was younger, I always just thought good architecture was beautiful structures. And so I would looked at the material patterns and the layout and, you know, talking with you a few times, you've helped me understand that there, the beauty is really in the, in the underlying story and the building is the result of that story. But without an underlying story, it's just kind of momentary beauty. And I wonder if it's even very useful. And I think we see that a lot today in magazines or in Instagram or in social media is that we see a lot of images. And uh, yeah. we often talk about that it's really hard to photograph what is great about our projects because it doesn't exist in an image. And, and I think that that is where we have to trust our own process and not look at it from others' views, but know the like measure the success from the objectives of the project. And, that, and that's really, that's just taking us time to figure out how to do and how to do well and to kind of know that we get good outcomes out of, out of, our, out of our design process. Oh, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know mm -hmm. if this helps, but I think it might be useful to it, where storied architecture is different than just aesthetics is our, our vision at Acre Architects is to change the world by creating 100 transformational stories by the year 2030. So wow. for us, we, we want to be able to, if you work at the Acre for the next 10 years, so we're in 2020 now, and in the next 10 years, if you look back, we want everybody to that has worked at the acre or spent time on the project to know that they have actually made 
meaningful change in this world. And mm-hmm. again, thinking about incremental change or thinking about better than the day before, these stories don't have to be epic, but they do have to be transformational in their own societal context or environmental context. So an example of one of these stories, might we became a carbon neutral company. We wanted to, uh, we wanted to lead in our own sustainability. We didn't want to wait for a client to come and say, well, you need to do this or you have to do this. We said, how do we lead? So this has to be our first step. We have to make our own first green pledge. So that was important to us. And that was part of our, our transformational stories. And I think we approach projects and we don't say, how can this be merely beautiful? We say, how can it be beautiful and how can it create change? So whether we're doing a Zamboni garage that we've been asked to kind of look at that, we say, well, what if we change the Zamboni and make it an electric? What if we can kind of create that renewable energy and start to create warming huts on the outside? What are things that we can do? We try to think, how, how do we make it better? How do, we, how do we make this create change? And so we, that has changed our mindset of being just at the seat to execute and allows us to lead and to think about the potential for architecture to kind of create change in the world. Well, that's exactly in line with your with your core gift, just that decision to be carbon neutral because it's it makes things better than the day before. It inspires other people to follow you. It changes the course of your lives, of the company of your company's life and your individual lives. And it's an adventure because when you start you don't know exactly how to do it. You have to figure it out along the way. That's exactly Absolutely. in line. Huh. And huh. it's exciting. Hey. And I had never really seen the connection between them. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I, and I think you and I have talked about this and I, and, and Steve and I, Steve and my partner needs to find out what his core gift is. I mean, he's a big thinker and he doesn't really have these kind of boundaries or uh, these caps on what is possible. So I know it's tied somewhere in there. I'm convinced it is. But I'd love to know because I think together, uh, mine better than the day before, I would say his is about maybe perhaps, if mine is the transformational stories, his might be uh, change the world. Yeah, it's an important, it's an important um, idea to know what both of your core gifts are. Um, we've had a lot of you know, interesting and and humorous conversations over the years. Because what typically happens with with people who are coupled is they discover that most of the arguments they have are really related to their core gifts. Their their core gift rubs, we call them. Um, and 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 this growing knowledge that you need to that you need each other's core gift that that. That when you both bring what you need to bring, there is enough, but it's it's not quite enough with only half of the gift being present. Mm-hmm. And that's so, not unlike um, our process in architecture. When you think about clients, we ask them to do we do a discovery questionnaire that we build a custom questionnaire for each client, and right we ask them not not to fill it out together because it's very easy when. You have two people and they say, this is what we want, because they tend to kind of take what they understand the other person's goals are, and then they tend to water down their own and they create a compromised version of what they want. So instead we're kind of say, start with who you are, what you want, what you need, and we're not going to create a comp and for each of them, 
and not come up with a compromise, but come up for a way for both of them to kind of coexist or thrive or leverage them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit, and, and uh, since you're the leader of a company, and I wanted to ask you about um, employees and the gifts they're bringing, and and how you um, how you might notice that more um, since you're m- recently more aware of your core gifts. So I just wanted to ask you to think of four of your employees, and um, mm-hmm. one by one. Uh, tell me what you think the essence is of what they're bringing. The one thing more than anything else that each one of them brings to your team. Mm. Okay. Starting with the word, I think, you know, I, I like when I think of Jill in her office, she has this ability to, uh, in a way she would be, she's I'm trying to find the word that isn't the hammer but she's she has this ability to just keep things moving she is self-motivated she is uh she in a way will take something and just push it to the finish line she just knows how to keep things moving so she has this power of momentum behind her I love I the idea it, of you have I I love the idea of you having a word an image of a word that's really great I haven't heard anybody do that before. And if I think of Kale, I think about uh, authentic, and I and I think he has this authenticity that he brings to the things that he touches. So if you want to know something that you can trust and is genuine and puts people puts care at the forefront, uh, he's someone that really tackles that and and is able to listen and transform that into something that feels genuine and real. So that's a really, mm-hmm. really strong person to have on your team. Uh, Sue is new to our team and she was who I was saying was the glue, but if we're using names, she's new and she's got this great attitude of, so that she can, we can do it. We can figure this out. I will try. I will make things happen. It's that spirit of like that. So if you, if I have, uh, I really value this as part of our team, being someone that wants things better than the day before, she's the holder of the better than the things before. So she's the holder of operational excellence. So she would be the one that show, helps us get there and keep it intact and glues it together. So that's really, that's really key, mm-hmm. I would say, for and I would say Stephen. I think it's because uh, he's my partner in the firm. And I like reflecting on the core gift, and I touched a little bit on it. And I used to think I was the big thinker because I'm maybe more loud and gregarious, and I like taking risks. But I realized that Stephen's actually the big thinker. So where he would say things, and I'm like, oh, we can do that, and then I would just chase it. So I think he has the ability to be bold and um, really limitless. So that's actually a really exciting person to have on your team because through even hardship and like where we are today in these kind of challenging spirits, he sees great opportunity. And I think because he does, uh, we've embraced the theme for this pandemic to say, let's, we're gonna come out stronger. So coming out stronger is our theme. So we're looking at every day that our team is thinking about how are they working on mental health? How are they working on 
their physical health? What are things that we can come out stronger on the other side? What do we learn from these challenges? How do we innovate? How do we kind of uh, fine tune our needs and things like that? So that's, that's where we're kind of pushing. So yeah. Yeah. No. That combines with stories. So how is this story that, that you're moving through right now going to affect the larger story of your organization and, and each person um, in it? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, they, so, these are our defining moments for all of us in yeah. terms of what we prioritize and how we get through it and then what, what kind of coping skills are we mm -hmm. learning along? Mm -hmm. Sure. I, I think some, some listeners might be surprised when they – um, they 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 hear that you're uh, that you're part of an uh, an architectural company, and when I asked you to think of the gifts that individual employees bring, I think some people might be surprised. They might have expected you to say uh, things like, "Well, this person is really good at a particular kind of design," or "This person is good at matching a building to land," or "This person is good at." inside materials, but you didn't mention any of those things. You really talked about a deeper quality that you see each one of those people bringing in addition to these other kinds of capacities that they have. So what do you, what do you think about that? Well, when we started our practice, we were the Acre Collective. And it was the idea, Stephen and I started this on a rooftop in Brooklyn, and we knew we wanted to do projects with people that we liked and with people that were big thinkers. And that was what, that's what was important to us, to be around big thinkers and people that wanted to make things happen. So it was the, uh, Stephen and I were the team corralers, and it was about bringing the right team to the right job. So that was the Acre Collective as we started. And I don't think we've strayed too far from that. I think it is really about being around a strong team of leaders and they they lead in their own ways and that is how we're able to execute any challenge that comes at us i think the the architecture skills are what we are trained in and those are trainable but those leadership qualities that ability to to lead in different ways are the really meaningful ways of how we kind of create a really strong team and, you know, it really is about creating a diverse team. Yeah, it, it really brings out, as you described, those four different uh, things of people being the holder or authentic or the hammer or bold. You can see that if you were, as a company, as a team, if you were missing one of those things, any one of those four, it would be like you were trying to operate with one hand tied behind your back. Hmm. And I feel like I have to... Uh, we we don't have many more people on our team. Like we have Kyle, yeah. who I would say is very consistent. I think uh, the consistency, in, and I think that's very valuable in, in a, when you're with teams of creatives who like to jump from page to page, he, he kind of offers the, the metronome to our team. And then we have Nilton, who I would say is the kind of catch-all of anything that kind of gets thrown at him. He's kind of the, uh, jack of all trades. So, uh, if you want to, if you want to discover what our office's favorite coffee is, to bring out the most obscure coding program, he's kind of uh, the man to do it. So we have this kind of uh, really unique team, and and so I, uh, you know, I really I, that's where 
you know, the, the living in the process, it really is about being surrounded and being amongst a really great team and how they help make my life better than the day before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're also, it's also really easy looking at those. I love this one, this one kind of symbolic word you have for each person. It's really beautiful, and it makes me, um, it makes me realize in terms of leadership that they're all leading from the place of those gifts. They may have technical crafts, but every one of them is a leader in their own right in your organization, and it highlights this idea that no one's gifts are better than anyone else's. Um, there, there isn't a hierarchy at all. Um, that that they're all necessary for the community of workers to be together. Yeah, and I, I think about Carrie on our team. It's interesting when you when you say it like that because I really do start to see you look at your team differently as you know of these. I've never actually done the exercise of thinking them of as one word, but Carrie on our team, I would say, is the no fuss. And if you think about architecture that can be incredibly challenging in terms of the ups and downs, the emotions of budgets and balance and investment and timelines, it kind of creates an even keel. And so there's these not only um, skill sets or leadership skills, there's also just a, a way that you approach and tackle problems that brings different design solutions. And I think that's why it also highlights the importance of diversity on a team to really have those kind of different approaches to projects. And uh, yeah, mm. no, and, and, I, and I, we're drawn by so many, now I think about our board of advisors and I think about all those different people that really help us kind of figure out where we're going and are really about widening and broadening what we bring to the table. Yeah. I wonder, have you ever in a, in a meeting with uh, with with those what is it eight or nine people um together around a table have you ever um taken the time just explicitly to say uh, those things to each one of them in front of the others no i think that's um but i would say that years ago we i think we did start an exercise that we would say what is it the role what was our role and i don't think we got past a couple of employees that i um we had a summer student and I don't think, I think mine, I remember mine being the ability to uh, execute the, what the concept was from start to end, mm -hmm. but I don't, that it would be a really valuable exercise. I think uh, it's funny, we're having a virtual happy hour, our first uh, COVID happy hour. So we're actually going to be digitally zooming in together this week and that might be a really nice uh, nice exercise and to hear it from other people to know what they how they see the other members of the team as well yeah yeah it'd be fascinating it's you know one of the one of the ideas of gifts is is other people can frequently see your gifts clearer than you can see them in yourselves because they're mm. busy you know coming out of you and it's just kind of a natural part of who you are so um, and 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 if it is, you know, if 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 it is uh, an important gift to somebody to be the glue or to be the hammer or to bring authenticity or to be the the holder, the no metronome or the bold one, just to have that witnessed by other people 
um, creates this sense that you're really being seen at a deep level, which then, you know, brings mm-hmm. people more into community with each other rather than, you know, good job, Stephen. You know, you're really right. seeing them at a much deeper level. It'd be an interesting mm-hmm. thing to to see what their response to that might be. I love that. I, I'm definitely going to try that. And uh, on a, in a, in a, recently I, I did an exercise where I made a list of people that I thought were very successful, that, that I know around me, mm-hmm. and then people mm-hmm. that I thought were very successful lives, like rich lives. So I, I saw those lists as different. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them might be more successful in business, but maybe one successful in the way I see a life that I think is worth living in. And then I made those lists of people and I, I made a list of what are their characteristics and then what were their characteristics that I thought that I needed to work on, on both those categories. And it is interesting that um, many of those characteristics are characteristics that I would, I like to be surrounded by that. I realize that they're, they might not be who I am. There might not be my core gift, but they're also part of my team or the, you know, the people around me. So part of it isn't always about me becoming stronger in those, but having the team around you to kind of build those. Yeah. Um, I think about our, our, um, we have uh, a, an advisor that works with us in our company very deeply. And I would say he's our, he's our discipline and he is mm-hmm. our, he helps build the recipe of where we're going. So Stephen thinks boldly, I know how to get there. Or, or I execute it, but I would say he helps us develop the recipe. And there's this kind of nice um, kind of back and forth with the three of us to be able to kind of create that direction and that momentum. And that takes that that boldness, that discipline. And I think that whatever mine <laughs> is in a single word together that we kind of keep moving ahead. It's interesting when we started talking um, in, in this podcast a while back you were talking about this urge you often have just to charge ahead and do it all and and um but you switch gears in this conversation a little bit because you're you're now saying that if i bring if i bring my gift and we're conscious of what the other gifts of the other people are then none of us has to do it all we we need each other and we can and we can do it together Mm -hmm. and it it gets away from that um, I know in my life I've seen somebody with a certain gift and I'll be thinking underneath, I want that gift. Exactly. And I'll work hard at yeah. it for a while and I'll realize it's not really mine to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? I feel that way often. <laughs> yeah. 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 My life got a lot simpler when I realized if you just focus on, you know, these one or two things, which is what you're really supposed to be bringing to the world, life, life in some ways is a lot easier. You know? Absolutely, because some of those are completely opposed, you know, oftentimes you find that the things that I really admire in other people are really not in the framework of just better than the day before, you know, they are actually, Mm -hmm. and maybe even when you mentioned of the, the two, the budding of heads with the two, the core gifts, even Stephen's being bold Mm -hmm. and mine being the day before, we can see it in our process that you know, he's like, is it done? And I'm like, we're just starting, you know, like, and it's this, you know, kind of moving because I'm in, I'm in the weeds and he's, and he's moving forward. So we have this kind of a, you know, it's a nice, it, we have to kind of pull each other. I have to pull him into the process to really kind of see, to get into the weeds. And then he has to kind of go, 
well, let's keep moving. This is where we're going. So in, in some ways, it's, it allows us to kind of have momentum and then never really get stuck. And then also to kind of care for the small pieces as we build to create something great. Yeah, yeah, huh. All right, Monica, we're at the end of our end of our uh, 45 minutes here. Is there anything that you didn't say that you'd like to say? Well, I think we're in a it's interesting when I called you today because I think we're in a really a time of unknown and we don't know what these next what this next week, day, month, year will look like. And I like the focus of gifts and thinking about committing to really just verbally saying outside, what are our, what are the things that I can do to make the world better as I move into these, these kind of this unknown time. But I really like the reminder to tell the people around me uh, what I find that their gifts are or what uh, to, to let them know how important their gifts are in helping kind of, make my world richer and and in turn making the world that we're doing at the acre rich every day so i want to really think about highlighting them so thank you for bringing that into my awareness yeah, and thank you for ending that way just reminding us that we're all bringing what we can now and and uh, and our gifts will prevail so thanks monica bye-bye mm -hmm. well, thank you bye-bye Thank you for listening. To hear more podcasts, explore our gift library, or learn about our training opportunities, visit us at www.coregift.org.